0: Yeah, so what is your name and what's your history with education? Uh, my name is Brett Heineman, and I've been teaching for 19 years, in, all in the Bellevue School District, and I started in elementary and then went to uh, the middle school level, back to elementary, I'm back in middle school again, so I've kind of gone back and forth between uh, fifth grade and then six, seven, eight. All right,
1: yeah, you have a lot of broad, uh, broad spectrum you yeah, have. Yeah, a little bit of everything. Uh, but speaking of which, uh, what do you really enjoy about teaching?
0: Uh I think the the best part is just feeling like you're doing something that um will actually have an impact on like other people. So, you know, there's lots of jobs I think out there that where you w- have to work really hard but you don't really you don't necessarily see the impact that you're having especially on um on younger people and you know, it's a good feeling to um to think that you had even even if it's a, just a small positive influence um, and
1: plus they just like working with kids more than adults anyway so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah speaking of impact like you had an impact on me I, yeah uh, so every time I see you I'm like oh man
0: I remember I remember the you know that that year very well um,
1: and every time you say something like that it's like
0: oh see okay there you go that's what you do it right there
1: yeah speaking of uh, more about kids uh what do you notice about that like their, their learning capabilities
0: yeah, I think um, I think we're in an interesting time right now because um, I think that capability-wise, um, nothing has really changed. Like, kids are capable of doing a lot, probably a lot more than they think they are um, with the right amount of effort. I think um, maybe technology and cell phones and stuff like that, plus the time that we spent away at home during the pandemic had... Um, for some, kids had a really big impact on them and and is still affecting them now. So they sort of, you know, need more practice and, you know, sort of how to do regular school again. So I don't think we've gone back to normal yet. But generally speaking, like, kids can do way more. You know, they'll they'll surprise you. They'll surprise themselves as well.
1: Yeah, they definitely surprised me at my time in the club. They're, like, beating me in, like, math and games. Some really smart kids (laughs) and really capable kids, yeah yeah um but now going through more like everybody knows like uh how important teachers are to society, but you know uh it, it's, it's it's not it's not a very equitable job in income wise
0: yes yeah you really have to um you know if you do it long enough like like i have, and you know you you have the you do all the extra you know continuing education and you do the you know some some extra classes here and there, get some, you know, continue your, your knowledge. Um, you can eventually do really well, but that's kind of, like, really well compared to, like, how you used to, the money you used to make. You know, if you compare it to, you know, people that work at, you know, Microsoft or Amazon or, you know, that kind of thing, um, it's definitely, you know, you you, you don't do this for... The, the paycheck for sure because there's a lot of things that you can do that are that will pay you more. Um, but as long as you sort of know that ahead of time and you're okay with that, um, I think there's a lot of other benefits that that kind of make, make that okay.
1: Yeah, because I feel like teaching is more like a passion job, like you're learning something. And as you said, like the kids, they know a lot more than you think. And like the, what we study in our classes, Like, kids can teach you something, too. And, like, this exchange of information, it's not, like, just you giving knowledge.
0: Yeah, and I, a lot of times, you know, especially, like, for example, I just came to this school. This is my first year here, and I'm doing almost all 8th grade English language arts, which I've never done that before, um, especially for 8th grade. So the curriculum is all new. So I'm sort of, I'm learning. I have to, you know, good teachers are, are, it's, you're not just passing information on to people. Like you, you have to learn alongside the kids a lot of times. And I like doing that. I'm sort of like a lifelong student. So, you know, we had to do a short story yesterday. I actually had never re- read this short story ever in my life. I don't know how I missed it, but it's in, you know in the curriculum. And so here I am. I'm reading the story for the first time, just like they are. And you know, it's kind of cool. So yeah, you, it's definitely a job for people who like learning and like interacting with other learners.
1: Yeah, hearkening back to like your uh, elementary school experience, Mm -hmm. uh, I know that in elementary school, um, it's more focused on a lot of play, and which is good uh, because play allows kids to really be creative. Mm -hmm. Did you ever feel like um, there were like budget constraints or like activities that you wished you did, but like you didn't have the the income to do it with? I think that that
0: is very common, generally speaking, Um, and that's one reason why um, I think teaching in Bellevue has been, you know, both uh, really, really nice because we really haven't had to deal with that as much. And then on the other hand, you know, the flip side of it is, you know, it's it's inequitable, really. I mean, the fact that you know, if you if you're a student in Bellevue. You know, you get access to this and this and this. But if you're a student in a, um, an area that doesn't have as many resources, you, you might not. And same with the teachers. They might not have the same resources. So I haven't really had to deal with that. I've been able to pretty much do everything that I want and provide everything I want to the kids. But I do know that that's not, I'm aware that that's not the case in a lot of places.
1: Yeah, Bellevue is, uh, is very lucky because the voters, they vote to pay more taxes so yeah. that we have better education. Yep. But as you said, the uh, a lot of other places are don't really have that. That's correct, yeah. So then, then
0: I think if you ask that question of somebody who works in a district where they don't pass levies um, every time like we do, they'll probably have a very different answer. They probably do feel constrained in terms of budget. Um, and I think there's... I think I've probably had to spend less of my own personal money than uh, over the years than
1: people, teachers who live and work in those other districts. Did you know a lot of families, especially working families, need childhood programs? But 63% of families living in Washington don't, are in like childcare deserts. Yeah, I didn't
0: realize that number was that high. Um, and I I think that just reminds me again of, you know, the it it's a, it's kind of i don't know what the answer to the to the problem is because it's it's an in, inequitable system you know we're we're very insulated in in the bellevue school district for example and we get really used to thinking that this is sort of the normal you know this is how you know that all districts and all towns and cities have the services that we do and you know access to this and you know uh, bond and levy measures that are passing and it's just you know not just in Washington, but in the whole country, it's just, this isn't necessarily the norm. Um, so, you know, it's a, we're lucky, that's great. Um, our community, you know, has access to so many things, but um, there's so many places where, you know, they, they haven't that investment in, especially early childhood education is just not there. Um, and I'm not sure how, <laughs> I'm not sure how to fix that. And that's, that's like a big one of those big problems. Yeah. Complex
1: problems. Yeah, I get you. Like, I was lucky to be in Bellevue, but when I, like, went to UW Seattle and, like, walking around the area, I do notice that there's, like, some schools that, like, are not fortunate. Like, the schools don't look like this. The, right, uh, yep. <laughs> Well, Clyde I mean, if you think about it, you like,
0: even, I mean, every student, uh, and I can't remember if they were doing this when you were in middle school. I think Highland was one of the first... But, you know, every single kid in this entire school and uh, every fifth grader where I just was next door has their own laptop. I mean, issued to them by the the school district. I mean, you know, we've gotten used to that. We've gotten used to, you know, every single kid having access to the Internet and, you know, all these programs, OneNote, you know, all these, you know, uh, teams and everything. And, you know, that's just that one example. That's not case in so many places I mean we're and and the reason we can pay for that again is those you know our community is always passes those you know those tax votes you know (laughs) and so um, you can do a lot more when you have that you know we have this part of parts of these areas are very have very affluent people who you know make a lot of money and still still vote to tax themselves and so that creates a lot of money that can be used for these things but that's just not you know, that's not normal everywhere. And I think, you know, it's good to remember that that's, that that's the reality.
1: Yeah, ha- having said that, w- would you advocate uh, for like other areas, uh, uh, voters to like vote for how- paying higher taxes to get better education for their children?
0: I think so. I mean, I, I'm obviously biased because I have, you know, two kids in, that are students in the system. I'm obviously my entire life is basically <laughs> in the system. And I've seen, and, and I've been in a place where we always do get those votes, um, favorable votes. Um, and I know of people who live and work in districts where that doesn't happen. And so, yeah, I mean, I wish I wish there was a way that, you know, you could just make that be the case or, or that the federal government would provide, you know, more than they do. Um, I don't know what the answer to that is because, you know, depending on, You know, there are a lot of people who always vote no on additional taxes, and especially if they don't have kids. um, Well, if they never had kids or if they have kids that are out of, you know, the the public school system, then that's sometimes, I think, a hard, it's a hard sell. You know, tax yourself more so that these other kids that you don't even know are you know, can benefit, like, not everybody, I, I do that, but I know a lot of people don't think that way.
1: Yeah, and, like, one thing I found out growing up is, like, people hate paying more taxes. That is true, (laughs) that is true, and I, I mean,
0: I, and I don't like, I don't like it either, but I think, you know, there are, and, and I think depending on what the tax is for, but I think anytime it has to do with, you know, education, support for kids, support for people who are, you know, have a low, lower uh, socioeconomic situation like those are just good like you're investing in you know your neighbors and your community and i don't think that that's i think that's a good thing for
1: overall uh yeah to like uh hearken on a different uh topic uh, mm-hmm. real quick um ha- have you have any experience with like early childhood programs like other than school like uh, boys and girls club or like head start
0: yeah so my kids did um a form of um i actually can't remember the name of the program now but um they did early educate you know early childhood education um before they were even ready for um well actually even re- even before preschool so even before so kindergarten and then they did preschool before that and then they even did a an earlier thing before that and i um and did lots of you know sort of after school um you know child care activities like boys and girls club and stuff like that i think it's super important you know like at this point um We expect so much at like every level now I think you know what fifth graders just as an example like what they are asked to know and to do is is way more advanced than you know even 10 years ago or certainly 20 years ago and so you know I think the earlier you can start kids on you know even if it's not academic things but like socialization skills and teamwork and working with others and how to get along with you know all that kind of stuff, and when they're really small, I think that's, that's really beneficial later. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, serious or, or difficult, it could just be play. But, you know, by the time then they get into more organized classes like kindergarten, first grade, you know, they're, they're kind of ahead of the game. I think that's important.
1: Yeah, speaking of that, uh, like, I know that schools nowadays, don't be, but they're pushing down education further and further. It mm-hmm. was like second grade is now, what you learn in second grade is what you learn in first grade. Mm-hmm. And like it keeps very going true. down and down. And yeah, I, uh, I, I get that too. It's, it's very beneficial for children uh, to get that head start early, mm-hmm. uh, not, to, not to go to that program of head start. but That's, Yeah, you're right. They named that the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, uh, thank you for answering these questions.